Well, we're on it. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. We'll have more people in a bit, as is as is usual. And let's see, I brought two poems to start, and I've got one that is rather serious and one that is playful. So you guys get to choose serious or playful. Both. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I actually choose playful because every a lot of everything is serious. All the things are serious. So anything that's playful and fun, I'm sort of clinging on to that these days, you know, because. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I know, I know. And this is about the summer. So it's called Summer Thicket. It's a really long poem. And I'm only going to read a couple of expert, experts. <laughs> see okay so the last time when we had Sisway, we did I did a little bit of it so I did the first part of the poem so this comes in right there summer thicket the way you said summertime go ahead take that shirt off man because you can what I didn't say the heat underneath clover boy clover blossom clover bottom Buddha boy wildflower honey orange blossom honey fresh biscuits and honey frittata the flavor tree fresh on the table fresh as fresh it gets some on the table sharing some abundance bliss the bliss it gets tasting it fresh the freshest fresh it gets yumming it summon it the eminence yumming it yumming it yum yumming it yumming up dimpled lemons summer fruits picnic i'm saving my smile for dessert saving my son for the nighttime i need my green syncopated the green has gone to bloom mimosa agasawa russet fronds wave aloha to the highway summer cloud ships blossom the sky summer becomes the sundress apple blom apple swage strawberry hearts persimmon corset Corset, persimmon, Erico Verde, tomate, almond, abrigo, pêche et orange, que le bon temps brûle, que longtemps brûle, les oiseaux jaunes à commencer jouer, amarillo jouer, senses collage, colliding synapse, that's your prayer you're fingering. I love the way you taste me, I love the way you taste, you're listening to my skin. You learn to love that burn, deep tissue, gamma, bliss, kundalini, lingus, mingus, bingus, scarabouche, braccio, maraschino, langostino, facile, difficile. What my fingers are saying to your skin, finger spoke, dream spoke, time spoke, wondering in, wheel spoke. The wheel of the year, time begins, re-begins. The wheel of time, we're spinning in. <laughs> thank you. That's very nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So that's part of it. It has a lot of Latin terms for plants, like a collection of plant names and stuff. So, okay. First up. We have Joy Johnson. I did, had no idea I was going to be first. Well, I'm you're the first to sign up. I'm trying to find my feed, feed my little baby bird that oh, I rescued. My gosh! Oh, you want to take be second? No, that's okay. Uh, let me just find um, this poem that I wanted to share last time. Okay. Um, also. Kind of playful. Here it is. So um, uh, you probably maybe will uh, recognize that it's about or shut up or lockdown or whatever it is that we are supposed to be in or were. Um, and it's called Exponent. And um, uh, the, it plays on the word X, the Latin word X, 
which means um, from, but also ex means like ex-wife and stuff like that in English, right? So it's called exponent. X the bottom of my heart, I want to acknowledge what I've gotten X compadre. X time to time, like when I'm enjoined to stay six feet X everyone, extra wretched, I'm reminded I am excellencio alone. Then it's from X friend, I get a phone call, X nobody else. Then X gratia, I love these few folk, X profundus. Oh my God, I love that. I love that. Hey, Paige is here. Hi, Paige. Hi. <laughs> I can't Hi, see. I'm like, oh, you're fine. Let me get everybody. There, I see everyone. Yay. <laughs> Welcome. I see better. Okay. Next up. <laughs> oh, man. Next up is Lydia, born to write. She may not be with us yet. I don't see her yet. Okay. All right. Is Brian Franco here? Okay. Dana Malone. Woo. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, I'm just going to read a, a little sonnet that um, another anniversary of the shooting at Mother Emanuel Church is upon us. And my dad was at, uh, went by there on the Wednesday, um, on the exact anniversary. And um, so I wrote this um, because I had to, I was at the I was downtown at the four corners of law at the federal building um, for a different reason when they were seating the jury for the trial of Dylan Roof. And then I was in North Charleston shortly after when they sat the jury for um, the murder trial of the police officer who killed Walter Scott. Lacrimosa, Charleston, Mother Emanuel. Walter Scott, left alone to scream in language without bowel, only the gut, the guttural clicking of tongue against teeth, rolling R's at the backs of minds blurring breaking news, wars, filthy lucre, shots in the backs of black men, resonant bone of hurricane and house of worship, bullets riddling Charleston, death cold and drenching, the angel oak bitter and bleeding, sorrow breaking on the October battery. This is where the sonnet ends, in a wreck at the four corners of law. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. That is so sad. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Hey, Navita. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey everyone again. Okay, let's see. Now we have Scott Coe. Scott, can you introduce yourself and where you're from? Hi, Amy. It's good to see you again. Yeah. Um, my name's Scott. I'm from, well, you can guess by my accent, I'm from England. Um, this is my second time, is, yeah, second time for um, Gestalt. Um, so thanks for having me back. Yes, thank you. Um, I've got two very short, quick ones, if that's all right. Um, and so here we go. This first one, I explain, is not anti-American, it's anti-racism, just to validate that. Okay. I heard the growl of engines roaring. I saw the flames, the rocket rising. I saw the crowds, the people cheering. They saw the flames of buildings burning. Two men in a capsule fed oxygen in space. Another choked on the ground. American disgrace. 
I heard the words, I can't breathe. I saw the news, but can't believe. I saw the crowds of people chanting, then saw the news of rockets rising. Two men in an orbit, flying through space, the other dead on the ground because of his race. I see your rockets. You put men on the moon, but back on Earth you're out of tune. Out in space it's very quiet, but back on Earth the world's in riot. Two men calling Houston, we want to believe, but all we hear is, I can't breathe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I've got something funny now, so I'm going to lighten the mood. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I guess there's a few of us here that have been in other events on Zoom and meetings, what have you. And some of them do seem to go on for a very long time, and nobody thinks that maybe people want to have a break. So hopefully, the English slang translates from English English into American English. Mm -hmm. I'm on Zoom again, talking to Wigan. I'm fidgeting because I need a wee. Sitting cross-legged, chatting to mine head, hurry up, Fred, because I need a wee. I'm getting desperate, people are Hartford, please shut up, because I need a wee. I'm watching the clock, sorry, Baldock, knee start to knock, because I need a wee. I went before we started, but now my bladder aches. The water's gone right through me, can we please have a break? I'm holding my crutch whilst talk meat in the Dutch. I'm shaking so much because I need a wee. I'm muttering hymns through long poems. My weakness growing because I need a wee. I'm feeling weaker for every speaker. It's getting bleaker because I need a wee. <laughs> I'm looking cross eyed. Please, dear, I'm beside. I'm going to hide because I need a wee. Oh, now look. I went before we started, but now my bladder aches. The water's gone right through me. Can we please have a break? <laughs> I want to cry, oh dear, Ross and Wye. Please say goodbye, because I need a wee. I'm feeling so ill. Good night, Nashville. I can't sit still, because I need a wee. <laughs> feeling illusion. Problem, Houston. It's no illusion, because I need a wee. I'm feeling cursed. Goodbye, Belfast, because I'm going to burst, because I need a wee. Oh, so I go black for a while and dash to the loo. But I'm longer than expected, because... Oh, now I need a poo. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Good rhyming schemes, too. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, Henry, you've just joined, but you happen to be next. Is that okay? <laughs> hey, Tito. <laughs> okay, there we go. There I said, go. let me go after the next person. Can All right, that sounds good. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm um, good. Now I can hear you. Oh, good. That's all good. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> it's really low, though. I have uh -huh. my volume all the way up. Hmm. And you're freezing a little bit, too. Well, Navita, you're next if you'd like to be. Oh, I'm just watching. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Navita? Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? I can. Welcome. Okay. Uh, this is a, one of my lighthearted poems that just about life. And the title of it is called Getting Old is Hell. <laughs> listen up, young people, and listen well. While the golden years of aging has its perks, it can also be hell. 
Like when you begin to have aches and pains that you never felt before, and you have to think twice because of your back and knees before bending down to try and pick up something off the floor. <laughs> or when your eyes begin to play tricks on you and you start to not see as far or near as you used to. And your mind makes finding things more challenging, like an endless game of clue. <laughs> when you wake up from a really hard night's sleep and you find that you seem to have been beaten and bruised all black and blue, like someone has taken a stick and gone to town on you. When you start to develop an intimate and ongoing relationships with doctors that in your youth, you never knew existed. Now you have them all on your phone speed dial like your closest family and friends so you can immediately get drugs and hospital care assistance. Yes, children getting old can be hell, that is true. But the alternative to not getting old, well, I think that I will pass on that for now, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. Aw. I so relate to all that. <laughs> well, Henry, would you like to go now? Okay. 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 This, um, this poem is titled The Smell of Love. The Smell of Love. Sold my words for kisses, got no change, just your crusty, dry lips, which blew powder down my throat. I choked on brandy lies. We tried to dance, but fell to our knees drunk from swallowing too many pages of shame and sorrow. Poetry that only knew the bump, couldn't dance, nothing else. <laughs> Hips too slow, lips burnt and stale, but too fast to keep up, lips too hungry, child starving, Eat that pork and beans, no revolution, blind solution. Mixed in with the greens, feeding your bones before you heard anything about Malcolm or Garvey. Now mama ain't good enough to hug. She stinks, smells of kitchen cooked food, and you think she's lazy because no BS follows her name. But she knows enough to know your BS is BS. Because <laughs> a few books and quotes made you forget your mind and all she taught you. A few smiling boys and cold bottles of, or unmarked pills, oh Lord knows what else, made you forget to keep your legs closed and pigtails neat. Once you wanted candy, now you want change. Can't wait for supper, still slamming your spoon down like a child through, your, through her Though her greens too salty and greasy, eating calories of attention deficit sprinkled with some impatient child. You can't cook to feed your children, but you can scream for change. You think mama's deaf. She can't hear your calls. She still hears her dead kinfolks crying. Their echoes down your quotes and philosophy out. She rocks holding your, herself and listens I didn't turn that off, sorry. You're fine. Um, she rocks holding herself and listens. She knows what you want, love. What you've wanted since 13 years old. She was 13 tall with hips once too. Movie love peeled from the screen. Run to the hero and collapse. You wanted love. So much you smelled the funk of sweaty cracks and musty armpits and believed it was love. Promised yourself. If you made love hard enough, long enough, wild enough, wet enough, you change him into the world, he reminded just what your mama called him. The world still waits for your love. Then your mighty legs jumped out of bed to write a poem, writing, about, writing by moonlight, a silhouette pitch from the gleam as though that convinced him to comb his head before kissing you goodnight. He ain't even from around here. Rode in from Mississippi on the Greyhound. His granny paid the fare to send him away. 
but found you and introduced you to his tongue. You tasted it and laughed as it tickled your secrets down your throat, reaching to those valleys and sweet fruit. You wrote a poem and read on your thighs to remember each month why you loved him. Bring the feeling back when old and tired. Relieve the arthritic twists with a bony finger, toned to a hip ride of lust from the past. Later, you still feel the emptiness. Forgot his face, but maybe not his tongue. Where's that change that you shouted about? At least a few coins would help to catch the bus perhaps to the river to find that man floating on some smiling lips that once covered your youth with twitches. There's no change because you never learned how to cook your mama's greens, never wanted to learn her BS because your BS was real on sheepskin. Your change won't buy a loaf of bread or medicine. What happened to your freedom books? Are they nothing but border porn and mocked parades about the youth when you finally realize that odor wasn't love, no. Just the stench of a washcloth when you tried to wipe the funk away of many years, forgetting where you came from. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, what an oh, oral history, an amazing, beautiful poem. That's from my book, yeah. That's amazing, that's amazing. Wow. Now we're waiting, we're, we're done with our, our folks who signed up early. We have Gregory Lannon who said he might like to read. Um, and not sure, Natisha or Revolt Poet, Tita said he's not gonna read. Paige, would you like to read too? I have something, but it's kind of long. Okay. Well, maybe I'd have to go, I'd have to run get it right quick. Okay. Well, let's go with Gregory, if you're ready. Uh, sure, Amy, just a sec. Okay, no problem. And hopefully, I did tell um, TJ, the protege, our feature, that he would be on about 3.30, so I think that's when he's going to come in. So, How long does this go? I've got it scheduled for like an hour and a half, but it can go as long as we want or as short as we want. So we've got a lot of time if we like. <laughs> if we're having fun. <laughs> They're great. Aww. All of you. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm ready, Amy. Um, okay. This is a, a poem I dug out of the archive, so to speak. It's uh, about fireworks. That's uh, July 4th is going to be coming up. And the title is Fireworks. Fire transports us upwards on proving wings like when your thoughts get lost in a late autumn campfire, crack and snap, sending floating, almost sentient sparks to remote heaven, watching them disappear in the darkness with your back to the chill around and above you. It takes faith to admit these brief lights as they rise to the invisible plateau where the embers can no longer be discerned in the shadows while you are comforted in the ever-changing glow that keeps creating these motes of light. Like the well-meaning ritual of a candlelight vigil, thinking one night of united hope will drive the darkness from the heart of divided mankind. The audacity to hope these many lights of yours that we hold in our hands like a new brief life for just a couple hours can change cold to warmth. It is an imagined relief, but what do we have but earnest abracadabras, which any prayers are? These supplications are to change us, not the high invisibles. When we disperse and disappear to our homes after snuffing out our candles, it takes faith to keep them shining. Like the magic you see reflected in the toddler's eyes when they first see fireworks, the wonder and fear and love they show when they hear them pummel the darkness as they zip skyward with cracks and snaps while some spent embers fall briefly down like doubting angels. 
When you hand them their first sparkler, an act of trembling trust from you, with the child's faith they wield it like a magic wand full of imaginary change, sending embers into the night with the purpose and the evidence for what you cannot see is proved. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. Thank you, Amy. Very lyrical. We have, let me find, da, da, da. we have our TJ the protege. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Are you there? I can. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I okay, Good wonderful. To see you. Good to see you. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys ready? Happy birthday. Happy birthday Happy birthday to you. 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 Happy birthday <laughs> we did our best. That's the best yeah. you can do. You, 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 probably, you probably heard that song before, but maybe not quite like coming at you like Right. We've never heard it like this before. You're born out. <laughs> so come back next year yeah. for your second feature, you and uh, we'll be in person. Yeah. Okay. I would love that. Oh, my gosh. To be in person again. That would be sweet. Okay, I wanted to introduce TJ, the protege, our feature today, and only in his mid-twenties, he believes his journey is merely beginning, has nothing but potential. The protege would often ask, why be a teacher when you can forever be a student? Always learning, always growing. As a protege, he is invested in the learning process and accepting to the fact that anyone can be a vessel of growth, and that's a tiny part of his bio. But you're welcome. Welcome to your feature. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to be able to like do a feature last year when you gave me the sign up list and I signed up for it. I was like, well, I have a year to prepare, so I have no excuse not to be ready. And I'm actually ready. <laughs> That's awesome. I know you are. So, I know. Oh, this is the part where I start? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hello, I'm I'm TJ the protege. I'm what America would consider to be an outlaw. And for that reason, the following crimes I must confess. I often leave the car running unattended. It was hot, I must admit it. I have tasted the occasional grape in the grocery store, but it was only to make sure it wasn't gross. You know, you've done it before. <laughs> I've crossed the street, although the giant red hand suggests no. You mean to tell me I'm supposed to sit still regardless of traffic's flow? Honestly, this may be some type of narcissistic joke to keep the black man stagnant until the white man, oops, my mistake, I meant to say the light man says go. Well, I don't think so. You see, I may be an outlaw, but does that give you license to let your pistols blow? I would hope no, but time and time again, the news will report so, the towns will hold vigils and demonstrative marches, the media will depict us as violent and lawless, so I may be an outlaw, but I've confessed to my crimes. Now, officer, will you? Are you above the laws and statutes in which you hold me to? We all know the truth. You're just so eager to shoot. So if I'm an outlaw, then what the hell does that make? Thank you. <laughs> and that was a piece that I just wrote because I was more so on the thought process that often people of color are treated as if we've committed a crime. So I wanted to think hard on like some of the crimes that I may have committed and 
these crimes are like very small in statute, but I would get held to those crimes if I were to ever get caught, you know, leaving my car running or taking the occasional break. <laughs> and it also leads me to like my next question. Is America great chat? Well, let's see, we have family separation, a country divided, no one's excited. We have this Cheeto face disgrace that has the whole world's energy misplaced, but I'm told to smile wide, black boy, and show America a sweet face because you don't want them to paint you as an ingrate that has no place amongst the human race. So I ask, is America great chat? Now, give me a second before you sign that blank check. I'm not one that likes to get on to my people, you know, those of us that'll say things like, if I were you or what I would do. Well, as a matter of fact, I hadn't asked you, and to be honest, I hadn't planned to. You see, the way that you have your head so far up that man's butt, I would be a big crass to think that you would grasp the concept of group economics, you know, buy black the block. But what your problem is, you'd rather frequent the malls is and spend all of your duck is instead of making those ducks flip. Buy black the block. So now you're shot. Because this young man with such long locks to spit his knowledge nonstop. If I were asked if America was great yet, I'd tell you no. And if you were to waste my time for a longer exposition, I'd tell you, hell no. <laughs> and that piece there was just, the reason I wrote that one was because I was having fun with the thought process earlier, January, they were gonna be beginning to start the new campaign trail and I realized that the current president hadn't changed his campaign slogan, which would, in my opinion, means that the mission was incomplete. So I just wanted to make everyone else aware of, is America necessarily great yet? I mean, in theory. In theory. <laughs> oh no, okay. So this next piece I wrote was inspired by like a wonderful woman. She had been through my life, throughout my life. Um, it was my aunt. Uh, she recently passed, I want to say, like the year before last. So I took time out to like immortalize her through a poem. I wanted to make sure that I never forgot her. And I wanted to remember some of the life lessons that she taught me. And I wanted to carry those on forward into my nieces and nephews, which are her grandkids. They're like, well, no, <laughs> my little cousins. I treat them like nieces and nephews. But her grandkids, I wanted them to have something that they can hold on to and get these same lessons passed down to them as they come up. And It's, it's entitled Angie's Poem. Last night, I was visited by an angel. It was nothing like a movie, so no, she didn't come at an angle, but only to inform me of things that I ain't know. She said, be patient. Hold your loved ones close, for you never know when you may blow. I'm sorry. Hold your loved ones close, because you never know when one may go. Stay focused, trust the process, because you never know when you might blow. The world is your playground. Treat life as a toy, but not too serious or you'll have no joy. Inside you lies the keys to your destiny and it is either up to you to either build or destroy. Whether you remain quiet or make much noise, whether you lack posture or have great poise, you see, where this is going will have you, will either leave you out or have you in the noise. A grub on the ground or soaring like you're going. Know that the next step in which you're towing, hold your head above water and keep on floating. She said, listen to your heart, use your sharp smarts and you'll be golden. I love you nephew, but I must get going. But first, there's one thing you mustn't forget. And it was of God that you were chosen. Woo! Thank you, thank you. And again, this is just a piece that I, I wrote to immortalize my aunt. She was like a wonderful person. She was a prophet. And if you just let her tell it and sit there and be with you, you'll be so, she's so empowered. And that's just like an energy that I always want to carry along with me going forward.
And on a lighter tone, um, in case you haven't met me before, I see a lot of familiar faces and a lot of new ones. I'm TJ the Protege. I go by I Ain't No Poet on Instagram. Um, I'm more of a, a, a light type of person. I'm not really as serious all the time. So this poem I wrote on a day that it was just raining in Nashville and I was feeling creative. I was kind of in a funk, so I just wanted to put some good energy out. So. Just another rainy day in the Ville, and the only thing I seem to feel are these raindrops falling on my head. I thank God I'm not dead, although I readily in bed. Instead, I'm standing outside with my mouth open wide singing, ah, 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 ah. Now, seriously, I'm just a businessman with business needs, and each day that my business doesn't feed is another way of, each day that my business does not feed is another day away from my fortunate dreams. And Pebble was saying that she couldn't stand the rain against her window. And J. J. Cole once asked, what's sunshine without rain? Well, I experienced joy upon my window's pains. Honestly, the thought drives me a bit insane. I'm a bit disdained, but Oh, if all these raindrops were lemon drops and gum drops. Oh, what a glorious rain it would be. Standing outside with my mouth open wide. Ah, 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 ah. But yet I'm just a businessman with business needs. And each day that my business doesn't feed is another day away from my fortunes dreams. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Mm. So with my next piece, I wanted to get a bit more personal. I was gonna introduce you to some of my more intimate thoughts. This next poem is entitled, this next poem is entitled, My Greatest Fear. So. My fear of you prevents me from achieving greatness. My fear of you, it takes the wind out of my chest while I'm Ask my name instead, I regress, I refrain. My fear of you brings me great shame, you see. It's my fear of you that once I have you, I'll never be the same. I won't have time to enjoy the little things like kids on tire swings or even sombering rains. My fear of you does not escape my lust of you. At night, my endorphins ignite as I close my eyes tight and I think of you. I'm sure you would guess that my fear is that of success. And that would be my biggest fear. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> my thought process on my biggest fear was that overall I'm not really afraid to try things, but I do know that a common problem that I have is that I'm, I procrastinate at times. And I've come to study that procrastination to find that the only reason I procrastinate because the worst case scenario is not that I'll fail, but then I'll be successful. And then what comes with success is more responsibility and then more pressure. So my biggest fear is not that I'll fail, but is that I'll be successful. So my fear of success drives me. Oh man, we've come to the end. This, this here is Aww. the last piece. <laughs> But again, I appreciate you all for um, standing here with me. Again, you can follow me on Instagram at I Ain't No Poet. I, funny story about that name is that when I initially started out in poetry, I just used to do the business side of Poe Boys and Poets. I set us up with shows and all of my friends were poets. And I would get encouraged to try to write. And then they'd be like, well, that was good. You always say that you're not a poet. And I'm like, but I'm not. I do the business stuff. I just, I sometimes write poems. And then, over time, I had more poems than I thought. So it's kind of an oxymoron as well. It says, I ain't a poet, but it's a double negative. So I'm a poet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're a poet. I'm glad you're writing and creating. I love it. It's, it's just so much energy and allows you to like think and like express your thoughts well in a way that you can share with other people. And that's the fun part of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, this last poem was just... It was just more of my whimsical side. And I just wanted to think of the most abstract thoughts that I could come up with and put it together. <laughs> so
So follow me for a moment, although I'm not a poet. Follow me for a moment as I run down the thoughts that make me ponder. It's the sheer whimsical bliss-filled wonders. They say, raindrops are God's tears, so what does it mean when it thunders? I've heard that if the sun shines as it's raining, then the devil is beating his wife. But ask yourself this, what does a, a person have to do to live out eternity as Lucifer's part in our life? Do you follow me? Although I'm not a poet, I often think, what would happen if we had no voice and could not speak? Will we all be Muppets in the new age Truman show while Jim Henson's and, Jam and Jeff Dunham's play Geppetto? Perhaps we'll finally know peace. But then again, what is true companionship without speech? Do you follow me? Although I ain't a poet, time and time of being let down, one would learn to hope less. But at, let me ask you this, how do you give hope to the hopeless? Possibly, if you should follow me at I Ain't A Poet on IG. <laughs> oh man, this has been very amazing. So glad you um, enjoyed it. Yay! Good job. Great job. Great job. And happy birthday. Slip that, that in at the end. Uh, little yeah, it was good to see you guys. Yeah. Good to see you too. Stay, stay with us. Busy. Stay with us. Oh, we have more to go? We do. Oh, okay, great. Well, yes. Yeah. I'll be here. Did you want to mention Gideon's Army? Oh, yes. I put a promotion on my Facebook page for um, donations. So if you find me on Facebook as Xavier Harris, you can donate to Gideon's Army. They do a lot for the community here in Nashville. So that was one that I wanted to attach my birthday with. <laughs> Happy That's birthday wonderful. again. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. Thank you. And sorry I was late getting in. I was rushing to get to my friend's house to do the show there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It all worked out fine. Oh, yes. Well, I'll be here with you guys for the remainder of the show. Okay. Well, it's about a quarter to four. Would anyone else like to read? Opening up the floor. Looking, looking. Something? Oh. Hmm? You can read another yeah. one? Mm -hmm. If you'd like to. Would you like to? Yeah, I have another one. <laughs> okay. It's a That's short right. one. I, I think you kind of recognize it uh, somewhat. Uh, I entitled it called Soap. <laughs> Having looked at myself in the mirror, it finally dawned on me that as the world turns, we need to treasure all the days of our lives. For in reality, we only have this one life to live. So we need to acclimate ourselves to today and stop searching for a tomorrow that is not really promised to us. We need to take more joy in all our children. And as the dark shadows fall in our life, to not be overwhelmed or fearful, but instead address the circumstances head on and refuse to break when the winds blow and the storm rages. Just try to remember that there will always be a guiding light, even in the darkest night. So you just stand strong and don't let fear and despair eviscerate your hopes and dreams. For you are a survivor and you will shine like the most glorious daffodils in this garden that we call life. Thank you. Oh, I've got a mosquito. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Had a mosquito. Oh my gosh. Just like, Nyeh. okay. Now I see that we have two folks who would like to read. I've got Revolt Poet and I've got Paige. You want to read Revolt? Introduce yourself, if you will. Hey, yeah, I'm the, I'm the Revolt Poet. So I'm also from, from the UK. So thanks to Scott for sort of flagging this to me because this is amazing um oh, good. welcome so, 
I'm just going to read one that I, I wrote the other day. Um, my kind of angle is anti-imperialist, anti-establishment, but revolt by name, revolt by nature. So this was written for... Uh, the best way I can describe it is a sort of an anti-racism night the other night um, that I was I was featured on. Um, so this is Sin of the Innocent when I can find it. Uh, sorry. Okay, so, Sin of the Innocent. It's where an ice axe can be lodged into your back simply because you happen to be black. Or where record loans are taken out to repay slave reparations. And with interest, it takes the nation till 2015 to repay them. It's posturing to solve half employment and 15% academic attainment rate whilst electing an openly racist head of state. Electoral victory for explicit racism in 2016? Is it any wonder you can be killed for crossing the street by racist thugs hungry for meat? It's the difference between reported terrorist and lone wolf, or taking a knee though 54% of witnessed abuse at football. After all, slavers' money built towns and schools and using philanthropy, they rewrote all the rules. It's where violence is dismissed as black on black, as if excessive melanin syndrome was a scientific fact. Or where the police can raid your home, knowing you've committed no criminal act, and harass you into dying of a heart attack. And yet, you're three times more likely to be prosecuted, and make up 25% of the prison population is not disputed. It's the country the court can determine you never had a gun, but that it was a lawful killing that saw your race run. Don't be confused. This is not the plight of an American. These are the sins of the innocent. Great Britain. Thank oh. you. So to those, so someone said earlier, can you come back to the UK? It's not a lot better here, I can assure you. <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on it real hard. <laughs> I know you guys are too. We've got some more people who would like to read. I've got Paige. I've got Francesca. 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 Is that right? Am I saying Francesca? it right? Francesca. Francesca. Okay. And then we've also got Mo Krista. <gasps> Yay. So who wants to go first? Okay. Hi. Let's see. Um, Paige had gone to get your poem. You want to go next? I'm ready. Okay, good. And is it okay to not read a poem and read a story? Sure, if it's not too long. We're running, it's almost an hour. So if it's not too long, it's about six minutes. What do you guys think? Again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to go a little bit faster than normal. Okay. That's cool. I was going to read this at the city council meeting on um, Thursday. And um, they, they only let you go three minutes. So this is what I wrote for that. Wow. Thank you. And, and you know, we're... Uh, <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yes, I'm here. I heard some yelling. I wasn't sure what's going on. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay. Okay, I'm just gonna go. All right, thank you. This is a short story about an old woman named Britta, who I idolized as a little girl, one who has long passed from this world one she would certainly not recognize. She was the tiniest African-American I ever knew. She had a son who was like a giant, well over six feet tall. He used to steal her social security checks. When I say Britta was tiny, I mean she was about three feet off the floor, 
permanently bent with osteoporosis at the waist. Miss Britta did ironing for my mother who worked at the Anniston Army Depot. And my mother thought she was something else with that job. She was born into poverty herself with seven siblings. Miss Britta, um, she met my dad, my mom met my dad when they were in high school. He also grew up in stark poverty. My dad told me that his family was considered poor white trash by the local black community. The stories I have heard about my grandfather make my heart sink. He evidently was brutally abusive to my dad, my aunt, and my uncles. I imagine that my beautiful, kind grandmother suffered at his hand as well. My father ran off at 17 and prematurely joined the Navy during World War II in 1941. He and my mom wrote letters back and forth to, during the next five years. There are hundreds of them, some detailing the mental health problems my father suffered and the codependence with which my mother enabled my dad. She made so many excuses for his drinking, fighting, smoking, his non-committal to their relationship. She would make many more in the years to come for his abuse to all of us. My mom got that government position at the Army Depot as a clerk after graduating from high school around the same time my dad went in the Navy. This is what gave my mother this newfound se sense of self-esteem and confidence. She uh, really did elevate herself in the community and established herself as a pillar in her little rural church, which she adored. Here are some random facts. That church did not allow blacks to enter their doors. That church had members who were openly racist and some were KKK members. My mother was an open racist who literally thought black people should responsibly take themselves back to Africa. My mother made a spectacle of herself by giving to the poor. For example, paying Britta to do her ironing, paying black women to stay with us kids when she left my dad, when she and my dad were working, which I was actually thankful for because they were the most stable, loving presence in my life and so much more. My dad, in spite of the abuse, was not a racist. Genuinely feeling that all men and women were created equal, except for us kids, of course, he lived his life in that vein. He had worked very hard to go uh, after the war to go to college and was the first in a long line of ancestors graduating from a four-year college. He was able to go because even though he came from poverty, he served in the Navy and because he was white. Britta, this tiny little woman, stole my heart when I was little, and I have never forgotten her. Three-foot little body, bent over so badly that she could not hold her head up more than about a foot off of the floor, so hard for her that I could barely see her face. Her living quarters were so stark and unadorned, dark and cold, that I could not bear seeing her like that. I would go with my dad there to take the ironing and to give them food, and my dad brought them firewood to burn for heat. We were nobodies, really, but Britta and her son were so poor and so vulnerable. Maybe you have known someone like Britta or her son or someone like my mom or dad or their parents, white mutts, mostly, most likely Irish or Scottish immigrants. I don't know why my family's ancestors were born into poverty, but I do know why Britta's family never had an opportunity to remove themselves from suffering. The ideology of white supremacy created the world that Britta lived in and possibly the world in which my ancestors were born. For poor, wh poor whites had almost as little opportunity as the beautiful Africans who were enslaved by European colonizers here in America. It is through the labor and suffering of this amazing race of people that this country was developed. It's through their labor that the white race survives. Without their labor, and sometimes for no coherent reason, their love, this country would indeed not exist. The treatment of European settlers by people of color is tragic and shameful history that cannot even
and began to be explained for any logical reason and has unbelievably continued today in even more subtle ways. But the police state of brutality protecting capital in America is now on display in public, just as public lynchings, lynchings throughout American history. The belief that a person's skin color makes even the slightest difference in ability, beauty, or anything to be desired in humanity. If anything, people of color have high degrees of morality, intelligence, personality, beauty, creativity, and inner light. How dare anyone elevate themselves to the point where they can degrade another person and abuse them till they are no longer alive murdered or so emotionally scarred they feel as if they would like to die there is a reckoning for these immoral acts and I believe it is nigh in the in the um, form of our society breaking apart into pieces we don't yet recognize stability is past conformity unremembered this is what I want you to think about when you think about the Confederacy. What that monument stands for is enslavement, mayhem, murder, and innocent children of men and women. And so sadly, we thought these horrific ideas of white supremacy were being erased, especially after the presidency of a black American. Spirits were high. We thought we were in progress. I thought maybe there was hope for us. Reparations still missing, but we have a black president in our history now. We had hope, but we're now in the throes of alarm with a man in the White House who shames us every single day. It is obvious he has no respect for people of color and has incited us to be divided along race. He emboldens anyone with the slightest hint of white supremacy to spew their insults and terrorize the world with their fascist actions and words. This is what the Confederacy stood for, white supremacy on the burden back of my dear friend, Miss Britta, and on the neck of George Floyd. As you gather yourselves to make decisions, please remember your own stories of living in the Deep South. Remember your ancestors, remember their evil and their good. Remember that we are all human and that your decisions make a lot of difference to a lot of people. Your decisions to remove that monument will symbolically remove oppression from the back and necks of people of color. Please take this racist historical marker out of our sight. We the people believe in justice, equality, and freedom for every citizen. We thank you and appreciate you for the goodness you bring to Huntsville and Madison County. We believe in you to make the right decision. Thank you, Paige. Thank y'all for letting me read that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have either Fran Francesa or Morgan. Who would like to go next? Francesa. Morgan. You want me to go? Yes, please. Okay. I'll go. Yeah, since Morgan. Um, love passing. You call, and I want to get you want to get to know me. That is fading. Instead, you start talking about you. Talking about you makes you feel better. Me, I'm tired of you talking about you because it's been three hours. <laughs> you think you're in trouble and me, I help double. The ideas of having unconditional love seem strange to you. Me, I have unconditional love for the world of many people. The world, you have seems of Quick to judgment calls. Oh yeah, all those phone calls from miles away just to say, say you never really cared about me anyway. Well, that's not usually something I read about, but I thought that was kind of cool to say about now. 
because uh, we do get these phone calls from so many people lately that that you really try to console them and you try to tell them I love you and I want you to feel better. I want this, but all they want to do is kind of like um, be negative and yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then you say, but no, you know, I really care about you, and I think if you could calm down, maybe we can get uh, something going here and we can solve a few things together right mm -hmm. <laughs> thanks I agree. thanks everybody for listening thanks everybody thank you thank you now i'm looking for mo and mo is there let's see wait a momento there you go i'm you there you are hello hi how's it going hi everybody good to see y'all I'm Navita. Hi, Henry. <laughs> Miss you, AJ. Uh, here, let me uh, sit down. That's a good idea. This is, uh, there. <laughs> there we go. Um, this is called... I'm sorry, it's a party in here. Um, I, I really haven't even named this one yet. Here it goes. Um, I've been labeled hard-headed and hard to get along with. Fought alongside some of the weakest against the strongest. I'm haunted by intravenous visions and addictions to bong rips that I'm known to only touch down to earth in the yard is the longest, honest. People telling me they're selling these other ways to get high, but me, I'm too far gone to try. I lied about my taking them, believing I could go on faking it, waiting impatiently for the day when I'd be making it, pushing pervasively, but all the progress, I wasted it. I was feeding them for bad things like I'm literally tasting them. People around me abrasively, People around me abrasively, pushing away from me. They say you smell like the demons that forever been chasing you. Grace by the God, I pray to my Lord. I take a day off and it ends in layoffs. They may be right, but I'm gonna tell them they wrong. I fall into more foibles by denying my flaws. Convicted, I scoff. Dismissive, I toss. Away winning thoughts, cause I'm addicted to loss. I'm addicted to loss. I'm addicted to loss. To achieve that which you never had, you have to do that which you've never done. Giving up the drugs but allowing my mind to stay numb. It's like giving up the bullet but still gripping the gun. Every time I have a mental relapse, all I wove is unspun. Heavy is the past behind me. It's hard to get a grip with traction. Eleven steps are the steepest when all you believe is step one. Powerless. I'm the weakest. There. I admit it. That's done. Sabotage my next step with my next action. Convicted, I scoff. Dismissive, I toss. Away winning thoughts, cause I'm addicted to loss. I'm addicted to loss. I'm addicted to loss. Do as my family say, Mo, get out your own way. Let go and let God. Oh, Lord, it's gonna be a long day. I wish a motherfucker would look at me in the wrong way. I've been 24 hours sober, then I'm feeling jumpy in the frog legs. 20 years in this jungle, the path back out's a long way. And it's full of lions and tigers and bears, and none of my demons are here to scare them away. Convicted, I scoff. Dismissive, I toss away winning thoughts. So I'm addicted to loss. Well, that's it, guys. I appreciate you. Thank you. Come on. Man, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's been great. Thank you, Mo. Thank you. Enjoy the party, man. Thank you. <laughs> Would anyone else like to read? We have a few folks. We have Andrea, Barbara. Chapnion and Sherilyn Dylan Elaine. Any of you like to read? And Tito, Tito said he didn't want to read. Okay, well, we're at four o'clock. Would anyone like for me to read? Just one more. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know if you guys heard, but I went, hey there. I, we have a local group called Nashville Interfaith Collaboration to End Gun Violence. And I started it last September. And we had an event last Thursday where we had collected videos from people who were passionate about ending gun violence. So um, mine was part of that as I had also experienced gun violence, sadly. Hope for him. There was this guy one night at the mailbox with a kind face, his hair and twist to his chin. He asked for a number on our dead end street that didn't exist, which was odd. 
There were no directions to give him, and he was lost in space for a while. Innocuous backpack and face. Such an innocent face it seemed with so many shadows just under the surface. I remember thinking at the time, so young for so many shadows. That was in the summer, and now it's January, January 5th, and it was so many days ago now. Still, I'm afraid to walk that very path down to the mailbox, even in daylight. What if his ghost is there? Who knows who it really was now? The man they found on the lawn on our street at 1 a.m. January 2nd, shot dead by five rounds. Everyone heard and called the police. No one heard a car. 20-year-old African-American male. No one in the neighborhood recognized him. All I can think of is that guy four months ago. Walking to the mailboxes, looking out the farmhouse window now is a changed thing. For death has come to us in a violent way, and we know not how. Conjectures abound. Peace and safety, they're relative, and of the mind as well as of the ground. I'm finding to my dismay each day where the sun comes to see where death came and left its mark. I can only pray for the soul of the young man that I saw that day and hope one day to see him again, that the shadows underneath the surface of his skin did not ultimately come haunting him, that there's mercy and hope for him. Thank you. Thank you. Well, unless anyone else wants to read. I've had hey, such Amy, a lovely time. Yes? I just, I meant to uh, bring this up before, uh, a little infomercial about my book mm-hmm. that is out the day that my vagina tried to kill me, which is a personal story of me going through cervical cancer that if you want to get a signed copy, you can uh, message me uh, saying you would like it and and I will send you the information on how you can get a signed copy from me on this book. And like I said, there's also poetry. Uh, Some of my poetry is in the book as well. Awesome. Thank you. We're so blessed to have each other today. I really appreciate your time. We'll be back next month with Sandy Coomer. And I believe it is, I will let you know what the date is later because it's not, it's left my head. So, but it will also be at three o'clock. And thank you so much to TJ the protege. Yeah. That's a great job. Yeah. Happy birthday. And he's not there, but happy birthday. <laughs> thank you all so much. Thanks thank for hosting. You. Oh, you're Thanks welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, so much for this. Oh, you're welcome. Good to see everyone. Good to see Joy. Everybody go wee now. Everybody go wee. Wee. I thought you meant the kids. I might need to play wee. Then you might have missed that. It was great. It was great. And I can use that. I can use that word, and the dog doesn't think that she's about to go on the trip. Oh, <laughs> it's great to see everybody. It's great to see you guys too. I'll take care. You too. Thank you guys. See you later. Bye. All right, take care. Next Love month. Poetry, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks again, Amy. Bye bye. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.